Hey, Stuck, coming here from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. What I'm going to do, I think, is I'm going to I'm going to just give you guys a report on what the heck's going on with uh, with sports in Wisconsin. I want to start off, and this is not to uh, bash anybody or anything like that. I'm just going to be honest from my I'm going to be honest from my heart and. Uh, about the Brewer situation and what's going on. You know, they made some good trades in the uh, to help them get a championship in that division. Um, you know, they they got what they got out of Marcano. What they needed was that grand slam against Washington, and he was really get he got really hard hot after a couple of weeks and. In Milwaukee, and uh, but he cannot maintain it. You know he's he's a serviceable he's a serviceable player. That's what he is. You know, and, and Tommy, him and Tommy Fan are fam are a lot alike. So, you know, it, it's the, the point is is that he's a serviceable player. Carlos Santana is the same. He was an incredible addition to the Brewers after the trading deadline. You know, and the, he's a hell of a good first baseman, too, defensively. You know, and, and I and I like him, and I've always liked him. When he came up with the... He first came up with the Dodgers as a catcher, but then when Cleveland traded for him, they moved them to first base. But he's he has adapted to first base. He's got about 10 years in the uh, in the league, I think. Maybe, maybe more. But he's uh, he's the type of player that he's serviceable too. You know, he's not going to hit for a high average. He's going to hit in a he's going to hit home runs, and he's going to he can get hot and hit quite a few home runs as we've seen. His main thing is uh, his main thing is uh, power is to be a his main thing of power is to be an OBP, OPS guy. You know, he, he's he's a good he's a slugging first baseman. And that's pretty much what you want out of that position. You want guys who can hit the long ball. You know, guys that aren't going to be... They're not going to be the type of player that... You know, he's not going to go ride crew on and hit 400. Or close to it. But, uh... You know, that's, that's what we... That's what Major League Baseball is made for is having him make, having his uh, type of stat line. And that's what we were living off of in the past. Uh, it, it, it's amazing that, uh, it's amazing what I've seen go on in the uh, in the series. And, uh, and all this, all of these, uh, all of this stuff is just coming to a headway though. The problem is that, these guys are serviceable. They needed a big star to come in. Think that seems to be what the uh, the Craig Council thinking is all about is is having these guys come in and just do enough to get by. Uh, you know he's he hit two forty with his average. I don't like averages, as I've often stated on my podcast. He had twenty three home runs. He had 82 R- 86 RBIs. Obviously, when he came over, he had a little bit more uh, 
He had a little bit more. Okay, he's 37 years old. Uh, he had a little bit more of a uh, attitude, and he was driven a little bit more. Let's put it that way to do something that uh, to come through. And that's what I've always liked with him is that I'm a fan of his. And uh, you know, when he had 550 at bats, 132 hits, 23 home runs. Reality is, in 550 at bats. 23 home runs isn't a whole hell of a lot. And that's when he hit 10 of them, I believe, with a burst. But the thing is, is that he needs to, uh, he needed to perform better. And, but there's, all these guys did. But the, but the amount of, uh, the amount of reliability on these guys was too much. These guys are overvalued. It's, you know, and, The thing is, is that, you know, he, all I'm saying is, I'm trying to think here, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find his, uh, there it is. His OPS was 747. Slugging percentage was 429. Very low. Very, very low. His on-base percentage was uh, 321. So, I'm going to go, this is Pittsburgh numbers. So, what he hit for Milwaukee was, uh, he had 314 on-base percentage and a 459 slugging. 459 slugging is decent. It's not great. Um, you know, a 500 slugging is great. But, you know, he's not great. He's serviceable. It is frustrating because, you know, you want these guys to be, uh, to be, yeah, his OPS numbers with Pittsburgh were 99. Now, an average average OPS was a mediocre OPS is 100. So you can base it off that. Now, with the Brewers, it was 109. And what, the, what I saw, though, was the fact is, is that he, uh, I sound like a donkey, he, uh, but uh, he had, he hit twelve <coughs> he hit twelve home runs with Pittsburgh and eleven with the Brewers. <laughs> but as you see, what I'm trying to trying to demonstrate, what I'm trying to uh, illustrate is the fact that he's half ass, you know, and and he is a half ass player. Um, Council, I don't understand these guys because. What happened? What happened should not surprise anybody with the Diamondbacks. I think I think quite a few of us saw it coming because of their inability to get runs at key moments of the game. I'm sorry, key moments of the games in 162. I always had that feeling these guys are not going to come through. Why did I have that feeling? Because as the whole year went on, that's what they had. That's what they were doing. They were not coming through. And man, he's been, he's been the year, he's been, Carlos Santana has been with one, two, three, four. He's been with five teams. He's been in the league for 12, 13, 14, 15. He's been in the league for 15 years. Now, what I'm seeing, though, is the fact is that, you know, and then you go over to Mark, uh, Mark Connor, Mark, you know, and 
I'll be honest with you, I like the guy. I've always have. But he's, he's nothing great. He's just a serviceable guy, you know. He's he's a hustle. He seems to really know how to play. He, he knows how to hustle and knows how to uh, throw to the right, throw to the cutoff, man. And he had a 2.2 war, which is pretty solid, I would say. 435 at bats. Um, so he had 435 at bats. And he hit uh, 114 hits, 11 home runs. Like I said, I'm going on here to OPS. 355 on base percentage. And the 400 slugging very low slugging, 755 OPS. OPS plus was 108. It's about the same as Santana's. And uh, you know his his OPS with the Mets was 100. With the Brewers it was 120. Yeah, but I'm you know I just. <laughs> I'm laughing because he had a he had the ability to get hit a lot. That's for sure. That's what I'm talking about. He liked to uh, he was he was a good he's a good player. I don't mind if they brought him back, you know. But he's won't treat him like a major star. Now there's going to be a lot of moves. You get ready for it because there's going to be moves with Council. I guarantee it. Council's gone now. The Epler uh, got fired from the uh, from the Mets GM. And he's under investigation for something. You know, he's under investigation for using illegal, illegal roster spots and stuff like that, and putting people on the disabled list that didn't belong in the disabled list. <clears throat> I know that every team in the freaking major league did that. Somebody's always got a, uh, you know, somebody's always got a hurt neck or something, and and they use that roster spot, but they put the guy on injury reserve and he's not even hurt. Um, you know, and, and they they lie about it and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that it's it's the it's the it's a chain it's competition. You know, they're they're trying. All these teams are trying to win, but uh, I won't say all these teams are trying to win. That's false. All these most of these teams are just want to put fannies in the seats. Now, Oakland, on the other hand. <laughs> we won't, you know, Oakland, on the other hand, was, I don't know what they were trying to do this year, but it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I don't even think they were fielding a team. Unfortunately, um, kind of a, he wasn't a big stolen base threat either. He had 11 stolen, you know what, he had 11 on 12 stolen bases, pretty solid. Um, it's it's just unfortunate that they uh, they bring these guys over and they well, put all this price on them. Now, and the thing too was bringing in uh, bringing over the left-hander from uh, from Arizona. You know he that guy. I tell you, I, I can't believe that they actually thought that they they could get away with that and uh, go get him from Arizona. Um, I can't believe I'm proud of his name. You know, he... 
she proceeded to get shelled. And he used to just tick people off like me. And they kept using them. And they were using them at important parts of the game, like during the ninth inning, you know, and, and they had no reason to put them out there except to fail, and that's what he did. You know, it seems like they... It seems like that... Uh, it seems like to me that these guys, the Brewers in particular, were doing things, putting players out there to fail. And that's the, that's the uh, embarrassing part of it as a Brewer fan. We saw it. You know, there's no reason to have him over there. He was having a bad year in Arizona. Then they bring him over to the Brewers, and he uh, he fails. Well, that's, that was the thing that I saw a lot of, and uh, with this guy, and and I, I'm gonna get his name here for a quick second. It's, it's four o'clock in the morning, and I'm doing this because this is the only time I get any. I get any freaking quiet time, it seems like. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is this guy in particular. They try to use these matchups sometimes, and then all of a sudden, they force feed them because they have to because they can only use. They have to use. They used to have to use a relief pitcher for three batters. And what I've seen is, you know, this guy has problems finding the plate, too. Now, what's his name? Okay, here we go. You know, and it, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, Contreras, yeah, they... they Here's what they do. Andrew Chapin is who I'm talking about. They bring these guys over because they're like, they want to have a freaking Disney, a Disney movie with them, I swear. These guys got all, they got their little, uh, they got their own little plots all worked out. And I get tired of that stuff with them. Bring, bring guys over that's going to win, you know? And... It can go on about the uh, the bright spots, but reality is they lost in two freaking games. Peralta and Burns failed miserably. Miserably. They were obviously weren't prepared um, to take the start, from what I've seen. And Chris Hook is a great pitching coach. Council, on the other hand, I believe is the horseshit manager. He doesn't know how to use these guys. No. And they had, like, Trevor McGill is, you know, he, Chris, Chris hooked Trevor McGill over and turned him into a hell of a pitcher. Guy's got nasty stuff. And I think they're trying to do the thing, same thing with Chapin. But they're putting him in bad spots. You know, and, and uh, it doesn't make any sense. And then they're, yeah, okay, they, they use this, they use Bushy or Boucher. I'll be honest with you, the guy did not have any re- any chance of throwing a pitch. But he ended up getting a win. That's what's funny about it. You know, but there's other teams. The other teams, it was a crapshoot, too. 
You know, and they kept using... One of the guys that they're using, like, the uh, movies for is, is Clayton Andrews. Just because he was a two-way player, they bring him up, and, and he gets ripped, shelled, because he's not any good. You know, I mean, heck, he pitched in four games and had an ERA of 27, yet they kept putting him out there. His whip was 3.6. Why? Why would you put him out there that much? It's ridiculous. You know, unfortunately, he, uh, the last game he pitched against the Cubs, he pitched two hits, two earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, in four games, that's four games he, he almost blew. Two. And, uh, but yeah, Corbin Burns. Don't look for him to be there next year. He's a free agent. He's going to. I think he's a free agent. He's going to take money and just have so much fun with it. He's going to get big time bucks somewhere. The guy's a good pitcher, that's for sure. You know, but he blew it against uh, the Diamondbacks. Freddie Peralta is a good pitcher. He blew it against the Diamondbacks. I don't think these guys were prepared to pitch. I, I give Arizona full credit. I give them full credit. And I believe that they have a chance in the playoffs to do some, to knock some teams off, maybe get to the World Series. You know, I really, I like their young players and I really like their young pitchers. The Brewers got to get somebody, the Brewers got to get a couple pitchers in the free agent market that can take over and be the head of the staff, be a one and a two. You know, just don't get some guy from hoping that he'll turn on. You know, Eric Lohr, too, it's just, he had a crap year. Last year he had a really good year. He had a crap year this year, and I cannot figure him out. I don't know, maybe it's hurt. Some of these guys may have been hurt. I know Burns was hurt in the beginning of the year, and that was one of his problems. He could not, his, he had a, uh, his chest muscle uh, was, he had problems with it, you know, so he could not complete his pitches, which is why maybe he was struggling with it the other day. I don't know. Maybe he was struggling with it when, uh, against Arizona his last start. But the place, the thing is, is that he should never have been out there. Then he's got to be able to, he's got to be able to talk to those guys and tell them, hey, you know, my my chest is bothering me. And Brandon Woodruff went down with an arm injury, but everybody saw that he was he was throwing only ninety miles an hour. So I don't know, understand why they put him. I don't understand why they just didn't put him down earlier. And Wade Miley, Wade Miley was outstanding this year. He he did not have he had great he had good stats and it was probably one of his best years in the majors. You know you got to remember this guy threw a no hitter. I really I just I like seeing him play. You know I really like pit and pitching and stuff like that. And you know he's got a two point oh eight ERA, seventeen and a third with eight ten strikeouts and a one point one WHIP in postseason. This year for the Brewers was really good. He had 23 games he pitched in, nine wins, four losses. Look, victories and losses don't mean jack anymore because of the uh, 
of the relief pitching that comes in in the fourth inning, comes in, in the sixth inning usually. And uh, he had a 1.14 whip this year at 79 strikeouts. It, his uh, numbers for his career are high, a little bit higher. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the Brewer ballpark or what, but he seems to pitch really good for the Brewers, that's for sure. And not so good for others. He's 38 years old, so he's on his last leg. But he's the type of left-hander that gets put in. All he does is get people out, you know. And that's his, I like his demeanor too because he's he's got he's got the gruffy beard and he looks old and you know and he's got the kind he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of guiles him he's got a lot of he's, he's a good pitcher and he knows the craft he knows how to get guys out you know he's not going to come in there and try to bowl the ball past somebody at ninety two miles an hour he's gonna he's gonna offset their swing. He's gonna throw. He throws a circle change. I can see. I can see that much. You know, it's a filthy circle. Circle change. Um, I'm looking too. If you go on, if you on MLB.com, his picture comes up, and he's about ready to throw the ball, but he's holding it as a circle change, and that's really cool. I really, I cannot believe how awesome the TV is to uh, to watch these baseballs how they. In, and then how they come in. Um, the high definition of the of the whole situation is unbelievable. I really love that part. And you know what? <laughs> I don't even want to go to a game this because of the uh, amount you don't see. But you know, I'm glad the fans do, and it's good to have a fan in the seat because. I don't know if Milwaukee's going to stay around in Milwaukee. I don't know if the Brewers are going to stay around in Milwaukee. You know, and I quite frankly think Council's done as a manager. And maybe he should be. Because he's won only one game since they've gone into the postseason, I believe, in 2018. You know, and they played the Dodgers in the World And when they played the Dodgers, go to the World Series. And that game, that game got, up, got screwed up. And, uh... You know, my Council is a uh, type of manager that, in his major league career, he's he was gritty and he was tough, and he was not very talented. But at his best, he was a he was a he was a very big contributing factor in Arizona's two World Series. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, in Arizona's win. And Florida's win. So in the, in the Florida Marlins, Florida Marlins uh, victory over Cleveland, victory over Cleveland. Uh, he, uh, he he scored the winning run off the Edgar Renteria pinch off the Edgar Renteria base hit. You know, so he had he had the most important run they could have. You know, and that was a. That was a dog. That was a great series. That was a competitive, all-out series, and you had to be a hell of a manager, like Jack McKean was. And uh, I think no, it wasn't Jack McKean. It was I think it was Felipe Alou. But he had the ability to 
you learn from a lot of good managers, and you know the problem was he just didn't have the, he doesn't have the attitude and the personality. He really had a freaking blank look on his face that whole game. He didn't know what to do. You know, it's because Peralta and Burns burned him. He he was so used to these guys going on and chucking zeros, and they come down and they uh, they ex- they don't do so well in the. Uh, they don't do well during the game of the most important game of the year. And he failed. But uh, both those guys did. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't see him doing his part. You know, you look at the stats and you, and you see the stats, okay. I, I just don't understand this guy. I don't understand the ability to, you know, I'm, I was glad they won the division. And they knocked the Cubs off. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and the Cardinals and so on and so forth. But, you know, it, it just, it was very, very disappointing. And I don't know, like I said, this this coming winter means it's going to be really very, very interesting. David Stearns is over with... Uh, with the mess now, he'll be named general manager, or he'll be named a general manager, I'm sure. Um, so it's going to happen. Then he's going to have to counsel, which is fine. You know, it's about the players, and it's not about the manager, as you can see. As I'm, as I'm making an illustration that uh, blaming counsel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm at you know. I get so. I, I can't, uh, I had to, you know, and I illustrated for you the uh, overvalue of players they have. Down the stretch. And, you know, that's the most important games. You know, these, who had a, you know, Tyrone Taylor's worth keeping around, too. You know, it, it seems like they... He has some big home runs, and he's a good outfielder, too. He's probably one of the best outfielders on the team. You know, and, and I love, you know, the new corps new core did not do so well this year. Um, the rookies. Sal Fralick struggled. Uh, I noticed in the last game that he, tr- he overthrew the cutoff, man. I was trying to throw the guy out of the plate, and it wasn't even close. He needs to get that ball to the cutoff, man. So, you know, and, and, and the guy I'm sick and tired of, to be honest with you, is Adamas. He is a lame, lame person on that team. He's just too he's just too satisfied with himself. He doesn't have any gumption. He doesn't have the doesn't have the ability to play. He cannot hit two eleven and I don't batting average is kinda of poor to look at. But he had a bad year, and I'll tell you what, he needs to be gone. And they need to get rid of him as soon as possible. And they need to get a shortstop in there who can play short. Uh, you know, he gets too much of credit for his uh, defense. He gets too much credit for his defense, and he doesn't get, his offense sucks. As we see, you know, he had, he had a big base hit. No, he didn't. He needs to be hitting some, you know, he needs to be, yeah, he hit 217. 
Um, he had uh, 24 home runs. Man, did he have a lot of the bats. Unfortunately, that's what, uh, that's what was going on this year with him. He just wasn't doing his part. He had a three wins above replacement. That's good. It's not great, but it's good. In his last five games, he was four for eight, four for six. She was eight for 14. He was nine for 17. So the reality was, like, the last five games of the year, he was 9 for 17, but he actually did hit a home run. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm ripping on them, but they got to go get themselves a shortstop that can, that's more consistent hitter. You know, he, his ERA was, his ERA was Mario Mendoza. He's below the 200 line quite a bit. You know, and that's what they say. If I look at Mario Mendoza, that's what I see. Is the fact is that he, he's not a consistent hitter. He stole. Yeah, he was he was uh, five out of eight in stolen bases. He, he's very slow, obviously. He struck out 165 times. That's going to lead to a on base percentage of 310, which is uh, decent at best. Well, here's the number that really hurt him. You know, he had a 7-7. He had a 7-17 OPS. And, uh, you know, it's, it's by far the, uh, it's, by, it's one of his, it's one of his, uh, Worst all, all in his career, his on base percentage was three ten, and his slugging was four oh seven. So his OPS was seven seventeen, which I just said. I know. and he's a he's a good. He seems like he's a decent shortstop and he's dependable. But the problem that I have with him is his hitting. So need to go out and get themselves a hitter that can play shortstop and that is going to have a good glove. You know, it's it's uh, easy to oversell these guys, and that's what they've been doing. You know, and the, and they talk Willie Adams, Willie Adams, Willie Adams. Reality is, Willie Adams sucks. Okay, that's that's what's going on. That's why they overvalue these players, and that's why they got beat. That's why they lost two games in a row. You know, they overvalued the uh, the ability to pitch. You know, you got to have hitting in the playoffs. That's what they've been saying, and. It's too bad because the fact is, is that, you know, I, I really like I really like Minnesota going to the playoffs and they have Carlos Correa playing shortstop and that's why I like to watch play. You know, obviously they signed him for like $18 trillion. And uh, the, the Giants signed him too, but something went screwy in the whole paperwork. So Minnesota got him back. So it was really tough for them to take him back. Um so what they're going to have to do is get rid of Willie. Hopefully they can make a trade or something like that for him. And hopefully he's overvalued by somebody else and they can give the Brewers some good property. Um, 
And I'm not talking about bats and balls. I'm talking about an actual player. <laughs> Hopefully they can give him somebody, something decent for him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about putting fannies in the seats. And that's what it comes down to in the Milwaukee Brewers right now. And uh, that's unfortunate because, you know, Milwaukee has great attendance over the years. And it doesn't get, you know, they're, they're selling out. You know, teams. Now, who did you really good that I thought was had a really good year? Christian Yelich. No, he's, did he have a $18 trillion what he's worth a year? No. But he still had a good, solid season. He, up until his back went to hell on him, like the last three weeks of the, or the last uh, part of the year, it was incredible, incredible power. And, uh, you know, his ability to get on base, to draw walks, and and uh, it was really it was really cool to see, uh, to see him do so well. Now, I'm going to bring his stats up. And what I want to do is I'm going to bring him up because... And he he busted his ass this year, let's put it. There's some years that he was really uh, hurting and that, so I really can't. You know, I have a bad back, and I know how it feels. It hurts like hell. And I could not go up there and swing a bat. There's no way. And uh, I give him a lot of credit. He's got a lot of, uh, he's tough. You know, and, and next year, you know, like, He had he was three for five against Arizona in the four, in the last game, and then he was one for three. So he was he was four for eight in the last two games. And I enjoy watching him play too. You know, I did not enjoy watching him play before. Uh, oh yeah, he he's gone in the last. September 22nd through October 4th, he was, uh, he had, he had 14 hits and he hit, he had 36 times, he had 14 hits and 36 at best. So he had uh, Milwaukee had 550 at bats this year. Um, man, some of these stats you just don't. Some of, these, some of these sites like MLB, you can't even get, cannot get a good. They make just, they just screw it up. It's just screwy, and they they can't get to the right stat category that I want. So, and here we go. All right. So he had a 550 at bats. He scored 106 runs. Outstanding. 153 hits. 34 doubles, which is better than last year. He had 29 doubles. He had uh, 19 home runs and 76 RBIs. 
Here's 28 for 31 of stolen bases. He cut his strikeouts down to 140 from 162 uh, from yeah 162 last year. He had a 518. I'm sorry, he had a 818 OPS, which is awesome. He had a 20, 20, 124 OPS plus. On, you know, it's on a scale of 100. So, you know, he's, his uh, outfielding isn't, isn't great anymore. It's He's slowing down a lot. And uh, I don't know, in particular, there's a hit against, uh, I can't remember if it's the fourth or fifth inning when Arizona was getting their runs in. I can't remember who hit it, but it just seemed like he didn't go after it that hard. He just kind of loped after it. And that's what you see with him. But I don't know what's, I don't know what's up with that, but maybe it's just he's graceful or something like that. But you see that with a lot of players. So you really you really don't know what they're what they're up to and if they're going hard or if they're just if they have such a great stride that it just looks like they're really not going after it. And you know I He's not Domingo Santana, by the way. <laughs> I think a lot of you have just wiped him from your memory because of his outfield play. He had 30 home runs last year, but nobody gave a shit because he, uh, he just sucked so bad in the outfield. He was stationary. But, yeah, Yelich is a good player, but, you know, I'm going to jump on Freilich. Uh, I should say Freilich. Because of his what happened. And he's going to learn from this. He's going to learn how to hit that cutoff, man. Yeah, I guarantee they're going to be going through that with him in spring training. Because he threw that throw in and they all advanced up. They all moved up. You know, on the single. You know, he threw that lollipop throw in. That he was trying to throw out a runner. And in reality was all they did was move up to second and third. And they were at first and second to get the cutoff, man. But a lot of that is frustration too. When they have frustration like that, is when they throw the cut, over throw the cutoff, man, because they're trying to uh, trying to do too much. And you know, Freilich's going to be a great player. Freilich is going to be a great player. And uh, Weimer, he's got to get his swing straightened out. And I think he will be fine. But I don't know if it's going to be with the Brewers. They might want to trade him. And uh, you know, Jackson Jackson. Chorio is coming up too. So one of those guys is probably gonna have to go. And I believe they're gonna try to get try to get rid of Frail or try to get rid of uh Weimer and keep Frailick. And uh Tyrone Taylor they might they might pedal him. They've got pieces to get they got pieces to trade, which is great. And they have a good minor league system too. And you know, they've got good pitching in the minor leagues too with uh Jacob uh Kim you can miss, I don't know. Anyways, he's, you guys, I'm, I'm trying to say his name, and I cannot say his name and pronounce it properly. But, uh, anyways, I'm going to take a look here. He's got, he's a big-time strikeout man, and he's going to be probably in the majors or triple A coming up. Um,
Yeah, he's like one of these players that uh, he's like one of these pitchers that going to be top of the rotation. He's going to dominate. Um, he's going to dominate, and uh, he's either going to do it. He's either going to do it with a name I can't pronounce, or uh, <laughs> I can't. I struggle with these names sometimes. You know, I'm going to get to prospect pipeline. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I enjoy baseball, so I enjoy going over it. You know, and it's not going to stop my, stop my ambition to watch, the, you know, watch the best of the playoffs. Quite frankly, you know, the Brewers slid in there. And uh, they took, they, they didn't slide in there. They, they won the games they needed to win to get into the, uh, to get into that area of the uh, playoffs with Arizona, you know, which count as the regular season, but I don't know. It's just kind of goopy. But, you know, it's, it's been fun to watch these guys. And, uh, that's, you know, it's one of those things where if you take a look at what's going on with the, uh, with the Brewers, you're going to see that, They've got good players coming in, um, you know. And, and Bryce Terang, I think he's going to be all right, guys. He's going to be a Gold Glove second baseman. You know, they were talking Gold Glove for this year. Well, come on, he's not even. He, he, I don't see many guys that are first-year players that go and get a Gold Glove. And the Brewers are just overvaluing him and trying to get a, trying to make a name up for him, and you know. His son is Brian. His dad is Brian Turang, and uh, oh, here's one too. Is I cannot understand why they had Jesse Winker come up in the. Uh, he hasn't hit the whole. He hasn't hit since probably a horrible year. I have no idea what happened to this guy. He was a Brewer killer for many years, and they go get him. And he comes in, he's pathetic. He had 156 at-bats. He had 33 runs, 33 hits. And they go and they bring him in. And he had a 199 batting average. Let him sit out. Yeah, he he had no business in that game. In, in those games. He... Yeah, his, his last game that he played... Before the two that he hit, Prince hit in, was uh, July 29th. He did a. Uh, it's just pathetic. It's pathetic when you're playing 61 games, you have 197 plate appearances, 156 at bats, and you get 33 hits. Which, it's unfortunate they he played in that many games. Get them out of there. You know, that was another one, too, that I'm just going to say, I believe that they lied about. And, uh, like I said, the Brewers are always lying about injuries, it seems like, because, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way sports is right now. It's full of deception to win. And, you know, reality is, is other teams do it, too, so... So that's the uh, that's the thing is is that we have to realize that 
is what goes on. These guys are don't out to win, out to win games anyways. I think the guy's name is Jason Mizorowski. And uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him in the spring. And then uh, they also got the kid out of San Diego, too, that left-hander that I like. And uh, they got him in the Josh Hader trade. Um, so what's going to happen with him? He'll be a left-hander. He's going to come on and... Uh, He's got to come on. It seems like he's beginning. He seems like he's doing, having a really good year this year in Triple uh, A. So, being a left-hander and being a starter and and uh, you know if that's, they've gotten they've gotten uh, what happened to us. Their general manager for the Brewers. I think he's 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 the guy to keep. Get rid of Council. Keep uh, keep this guy's general manager. Came on, yeah. His last name is Arnold, and uh, he came over from uh, he came over from Tampa Bay. Um, so that's he, he's got a lot of credentials. He made a lot of good trades, even this year with the, uh, you know, he, he, wait, look, they didn't give up, they hardly gave anything, they didn't even give up anything to get the, uh, to get those guys that they, that they had, and, uh, you know, and the Josh Hader trade was, you, you are supposed to trade, trade starters and get players. Um, the guy I'm thinking of was Robert Gasser. He's a left-hander, and he did really good in AAA this year. And he's going to be a serious contender for the uh, to get into the rotation for the Brewers. Now, I, you know, they're going to have to say it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, and Trail Hater had a really good year this year, but like I said, trading trading a, a starter is different than trading a, a relief pitcher. Anytime you can get a good relief pitcher to trade, do it. Keep drawing those players, you know, because they're going to be, uh, they're going to help out. So, anyways, I'm going to rattle on a little bit, but uh, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love, and I hope you enjoy this. Thanks. <laughs>